0: This is episode 50 of the Next Year Now podcast. Hi, I'm Damian Lupo, five-time author and the money mentor. If you want to take control of your life and finally achieve financial freedom, then you need to start listening to the Next Year Now podcast with my friend, Tom Hefner.
1: We all want to come out of the gate as entrepreneurs successful. And that's what keeps people stuck because that's not how entrepreneurship works. You fail, you learn, you grow, you try again.
0: Welcome to the Next Year Now podcast with Tom Hefner. Tom believes that if you really want to thrive at work and in life, then everyday purposeful habits and practices are vital. The Next Year Now podcast will not only help you identify and integrate these habits into your daily life, but also bring you key insights and lessons from some of the most successful people in their fields. And here is your host, Tom Hefner. Hello, and welcome to the podcast devoted to helping you thrive at work and in life. The topic of habits and practices is always front and center in our discussion, but we also explore how we use these habits and practices to improve our personal development, productivity, creativity, health and well-being, business and entrepreneurship. We're in for a real treat today. And that's because Kelly Roach, a business coach and bestselling author, is stopping by to talk about what it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur and how that applies to life as well. In our conversation, Kelly and I will be discussing the one thing that holds would-be entrepreneurs from pursuing their dream, the most effective practice entrepreneurs need to cultivate right now, why it's so important to act like a CEO book recommendations to help us become unstoppable, and so much more. Kelly Roach provides training, coaching, and consulting to business owners and leaders looking to improve team performance, uh, develop leadership strengths, and increase the growth and revenue of their organization. She's a sought-after speaker and trainer and helps shake up the workplace culture and outdated leadership practices. Ultimately, She's helping leaders create more impact in their careers and more freedom in their personal lives. Kelly is also the author of the best selling book, Unstoppable Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and Life. Kelly, thank you for joining us today and welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Look, several weeks ago on episode 44, we did something different. You know, instead of interviewing someone on the show, I talked about why you should start your own business right now. And sometimes that's easier said than done, no matter how much we think that makes sense or it actually makes sense for us. So I thought it would be really great for us to talk to someone who knows all about starting your own business. And I don't think we could find a better person on the planet to talk to about this than Kelly Roach. This is what she does. She is a business growth coach that helps entrepreneurs just like you start and scale their businesses so that they can achieve true lifestyle freedom. And Kelly, before we dig into uh, the habits and practices of entrepreneurship, I want us to learn more about your background. And specifically about seven years ago, you decided to leave your your corporate gig, a very good gig, one that you were very, very successful at, to start your own business What led you to make that momentous decision in your life? And why did you choose to focus on business coaching?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all of that, first of all. Um, Secondly, yeah, so for me, I had an amazing experience uh, with a Fortune 500 firm as really, I I would call it the first chapter of my career. And I achieved a lot of success there. I was promoted seven times in eight years. I became the youngest senior vice president in the company. I was essentially doing all of the business growth strategy, the sales training, and had full responsibility for, you know, the, the profitable growth of 17 locations and I had a team of 100 people. And I loved the work. I love business growth strategy. I love solving problems. I love teaching and training people. Most importantly, I love having the opportunity to see people grow and succeed and make money and have fun doing it. So I loved the work. Uh, But it definitely got it to a point where, you know, when I looked at my life and I looked at where I was going in life and what I wanted my everyday existence to be, I realized that I was not going to be able to create that working for someone else. And so for me, there was the question of freedom. There was the question of fulfillment. And there was the question of really being able to achieve my financial goals. And so for me, I never really woke up and said, I want to be an entrepreneur so much as I know this is what I have to do to create the life that I want to live.
0: I heard a quote one time and I'm paraphrasing it, but it said something to the effect that you need to get busy creating your own dream because if you don't, you're going to be somebody else is going to hire you to build their own dream or to build their dream. And I think there's just so much truth to that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, but I'll say with that though, then not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur either. You know, I think yep. that it's been glamorized and romanticized a lot in the last couple of years because it is the moment for entrepreneurship mm-hmm. right now, which is amazing. I always say, I wish people always say, What do you wish you had done differently? I always say, I wish I had started my business five years sooner, is what I wish I <laughs> did differently. Um, so you know, I'm the biggest fan of entrepreneurship you're ever gonna find. But with that being said, it is not for everyone. You have to be willing willing to uh, go through immense sacrifice in the first couple of years of being an entrepreneur. And you have to be willing to fail hundreds, if not thousands of times, you know, along your journey. And you have to really humble yourself and, and really be prepared for the long haul. And, you know, that's not as common now today, <laughs> <laughs> go figure, um, as maybe it used to be right?
0: Yeah. I, I had Chris Daly on the show a while back and he, he said something similar, although he was much much more blunt about it. And he said that, listen, I, you know, I had this great plan. You know, I had all these people telling me like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do business with you. And I, and then I quit my job and I launched and 90% of the business opportunities, the gigs, the the, the contracts, et cetera, et cetera, didn't, didn't come through. And he said, you, you got to prepare for that. And, it was helpful to know that ahead of time because as I've launched my own business and started doing things, I thought, well, it'll be different for me. It'll be different for me. And literally the first 10 that I did on my own, n- none of the proposals came through. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And so you really absolutely. do
0: have to be to the point you were just making. You really have to prepare for that and be willing to, to, to suffer a little bit uh, and, and get and grind through it a little bit.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Well, Kelly, let's pull the thread on that one a little bit as I've struggled with my own decision to launch a business and and to leave my organization or at least maybe go down to part time. The one thing that stands out to me uh, after speaking to other entrepreneurs is almost all of them say my only regret is that I didn't do it sooner. And you just mentioned it was something similar for you. You know, you wish you had started five years earlier. And that's not saying that all entrepreneurs are wildly successful because a lot of them aren't. Um, It's just that they learned and accomplished so much more than they ever thought they could or would. And it was because they made that jump. So if that's true, like why don't more aspiring entrepreneurs take the plunge? What are the obstacles holding us all back, be it real or perceived?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that entrepreneurship is like a wild jungle, to be honest, (laughs) it is crazy. And no matter how successful you've been in any other form and facet in life, you know, it is truly like learning another language. And it is, uh, it's intimidating, and it's overwhelming, and rightfully so. Um, But we also live in this amazing world, where there's coaches, there's mentorships, there's courses, there's YouTube, there's Google, right. So, you know, none of us have any excuses, because there's so many resources is now at our fingertips to help us navigate the jungle as crazy as it is. It doesn't make the jungle any less crazy, but there's definitely tools and resources available to us to navigate it. But I think the, the, the big thing is just get started. You know, it's just get started. You know, I come across so many people who have been talking about it and thinking about it and planning (laughs) for it for like a decade. And it's like, oh, my God, you would have already had a multiple six figure or seven figure business by now had you just gotten started. Um, We all want to we all want to come out of the gate as entrepreneurs successful. And that's what keeps people stuck, because that's not how entrepreneurship works. You fail, you learn, you grow, you try again. You fail, you learn, you grow, you try again. And in that process, you ultimately take, you know, a snowflake of possibility and you turn it into a snowball of success. And then you roll that snowball and roll it and roll it. And, and, you know, eventually it, it has the momentum to keep rolling on its own. But that happens over a period of years. And I think it is that human ego, that human desire to want to be successful and to want to be sure and to want to be right, that keeps us stuck. And I think when you can release that, I I think that's where all the success lies in entrepreneurship.
0: I see something similar. So I teach uh, innovation. So I teach it at University of Maryland. I teach it at Johns Hopkins University. I teach it to consulting companies. I I teach the, the, I don't know if you've ever heard of design thinking or human centered design, but I teach the kind of the fundamentals of innovation. And I hammer on that same point, which is like, listen, most of our ideas are going to suck. Yes. And you just kind of have to learn to embrace that. And so one of the things that has really helped me, and I don't know if you find this, but uh, I used to do uh, improv. So uh, I was in the Baltimore improv group. Um, I was in a a smaller subgroup. And one of the things that we talk about improv, it comes from Stephen Colbert. And he says, you have to learn to love the bomb. Cause you're all going to bomb at some point on stage.
1: Yes. That's so true. Yes. I love that.
0: I mean, it's, it's one of those things that nobody likes it, right? I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find, I mean, there's probably some comedians out there that, that have no problem doing it, but most people don't like to bomb. Most people don't like to be wrong. Most people want to feel like you said, that ego driven part of our, of our personality of our brain, uh, to be right. And I think the, the quicker that we can embrace failure and just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to step into this and, and, and not that like people don't want to fail for the sake of failing. People want to learn something along the way, but just get, get comfortable with that. Cause if you are an entrepreneur, uh, I can tell you from firsthand experience (laughs) that it's not always going to go right. Mm
1: hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I love that. And it's it's so true. And, you know, I I think having the patience, you know, I always say this and it kind of coincides with what you're saying there as well. You know, we when we're born, you know, you don't come out of the womb knowing how to walk and run and, you know, do all the things that we do today. And life very much follows suit with that. Right. With pretty much anything that you attempt And yet with entrepreneurship, we expect to try something once and be successful. And then when that one time happens and we're not successful, it's like, eh, well, they're going to ditch that strategy. Let me move on to the next one because that one just doesn't work. Right. (laughs) Um, And it's like we have this flawed thinking that wouldn't apply in any other area of life. So I'm not sure why it would apply here, but somehow it's made its way into entrepreneurial thinking. And I think that's one of the biggest things that stands in our way.
0: Well, let's talk about thinking and mindsets a little bit more. In your book, Unstoppable: Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and Life, you talk about something that I think is really important, and that is how you act and think. And so many of us, you know, we've been planning, planning it for for years. We have these big dreams for our businesses or business. Part of that, I think, is that you know maybe we we want to be the CEO, we want to be the captain of our own ship, we want to earn more money for ourselves and our family, and yet. We don't act like a CEO when we get the chance. Mm-hmm. Kelly, share more about what it means to act like a CEO.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, first and foremost, if, if you think about it as the CEO, the CEO is the captain of the ship, right? Which means you're up on the top looking into the future, looking where you're going, and kind of keeping that bird's eye view of everything that's happening down below, so that you can make sure that the right things are happening at the right time and in the right way to keep the ship from hitting an iceberg. Right. <laughs> um, most of the time, you know, the vast majority of entrepreneurial CEOs, so to speak, are down in the galley's. Right. They're they're you know working the the machine room and they're sweeping the floor and they're you know cleaning the bathrooms and you know <laughs> doing all kinds kinds of things that, uh, you know, they shouldn't be doing. And then, you know, they climb up, you know, to the top of the ship, and they look around, and it's like, you know, this thing's on fire over here, <laughs> and this room's flooded. And, you know, we're about to, you know, run into another boat, you know, and, and that's really the reality of what goes on in most small businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so being the CEO is, is, you know, being focused on vision, Right. Making sure that you're guiding and directing and leading a team to work together in unison towards a common goal and focusing on establishing infrastructure process systems, making sure that you you are focused on the right aspects of how you're going to achieve profitable growth, right? So it can all be encapsulated in leadership. And, you know, I, I think that's one of the biggest points of friction. And it's why my new book that comes out October 3rd, it's called Bigger Than You. Mm. And it's the entrepreneur's playbook for building an unstoppable team. Because I found that I create my own problems a lot with my clients. <laughs> so they come to me, you know, they're a solopreneur they come to me for help learning how to grow their business. I teach them how to grow their business. And now they're going crazy because they can't, you know, uh, manage the business. And now the business is slowing down because they don't have a team. So I've shifted a lot of my work into helping people understand how to start building a team from day one and putting the right infrastructure in place and putting the right systems in place so that as they build, those support mechanisms are in place. Now, most entrepreneurs didn't you know, live their past career as a manager, as a sales leader. And so it's like starting all over again, right? You're mm-hmm. learning this new language again. You're learning this new operating system. Um, and it's a completely different job. And I, I think and what I always say about being the CEO of your own business is that has to start from day one people think that you grow into that role once your business is at a million dollars or once your business is at multi-six figures. And what I always say is you build a team to grow your business. You don't grow your business, then build a team. Because Mm. if you think you're going to grow your business and then build a team, usually what happens is you crash and burn in the meantime. (laughs) And then the business slips backwards from any growth it would have achieved anyway.
0: Wow. I really like that. Look, Kelly, I want to pivot here for a moment. uh, And I want you to put on your coaching hat. So thinking back through all of your coaching clients and your own experience, share with us some of the most effective habits that we as entrepreneurs can adopt to grow and scale our business.
1: Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I would say first and foremost, locking and 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 really refining your systems for sales and marketing. That is, you know, the vast majority of small businesses fail because of a lack of cash flow, and that is typically because the business owner or CEO of that business does not have mastery of sales and marketing and does not understand how important that is, first of all, um, that if you build it, they will come (laughs) you know, mindset from, you know, back in the day or whatever, Um, number one. And then number two, you know, it's not systematic, which means it's not predictable. And when cash flow isn't predictable, obviously, you know, you get yourself in big trouble. So I would say first and foremost would be locking in your systems for sales and marketing. And if you have no idea how to do that, that's absolutely fine. Go out and find someone that teaches that, right? Go sign up. Yeah.
0: What does that look like? I mean, can you give us like an example of, of uh, for some of us maybe that are a little bit more, you know, uh, green, what, what would be an example of, uh, of, of automating and putting those systems in place?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, with marketing, obviously, you want to think about what type of advertising are you going to do for your business? How are you going to gain visibility, number one? And then what is the high value, high quality piece of nurture content that you're going to use to get them to first enter into your ecosystem? Once they're in your ecosystem, how are you going to get them to move through that nurture process with a funnel or an automated sequence or whatever it's going to be um, to get them moving through the system and really getting to know like and trust you, just like the traditional sales process from back in the day. It used to be done in person and, you know, with sales meetings and now it's done online. Um, But, you know, you get them in your ecosystem, you move them through the nurture process, and then ultimately you have a conversion process. So for some people that might be getting them on a webinar, for other people that might be leading them to get onto a sales consultation call, for others it might be to join a live stream, right? There's all different ways that you can do it, but it's having a system in place where, New people are finding out about you. They're being moved through a nurture sequence with really high quality, high value content, which allows them to not only see you as the expert and and really um, learn from you and build that rapport, bond of rapport and trust that way, but really understand how you can help them, right? And then ultimately getting them into an a, a conversion event of some type that's going to allow you to take that prospect and turn them into a paying client. And, you know, uh, there's I mean, we could we could spend the rest of the weekend talking (laughs) about, you know, talking about this. But, you know, I think when most entrepreneurs now understand the importance of creating content, what they don't understand is, you know, that 10 times more important than that piece of content that you created is what are you doing to actually promote that piece of content and that posting it on your social media platforms where you get zero views and zero reach is not enough, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I think that's where most people are stopping and then they're really frustrated with all the work that they're putting into the creation process that's not netting a result, if that Mm. makes sense.
0: No, that makes perfect sense. Uh, I've been there and done that. (laughs) Yes, Well, look, uh, Kelly, if someone wanted to work with you, what's the best way to arrange that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I would say you can reach out to me directly. I'm all over the place. So you can find me Kelly Roach International on Facebook. I live stream all the time. My tribe of Unstoppables group is booming. There's always so much going on. I do free trainings in the group every single week. You can just search tribe of Unstoppables and find me there uh, to join my community. Um, Instagram, I'm I'm there quite frequently now as well. Um, Or you can go the old fashioned route and just send me an email. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Still, works. <laughs> Still works. Still works. Still works. <laughs> uh, okay, before we move on to the last part of the show, is there anything else I'm missing? Something from your 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 book, uh, whether it's uh, um, your new one or, or the previous one, or something else that you really think is is important for this uh, for us to know?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, get started now and learn that failure is the most important stepping stone to success. I think secondarily it's that your systems for sales and marketing are make or break in the process, and then thirdly it's that you need to build a team if you want to have sustainable success that lasts over the long term, and you don't want to lose your mind doing it. <laughs> so those would be my three kind of pieces of advice to everybody listening.
0: All right, that's well said. I think that the the, the building the team part is uh, especially resonant with me uh, because I'm a team of uh, one. Look, it's it's time for one of my favorite parts of the show, and this is where we talk about one of the best habits we can adopt today, and that's the habit of reading. Kelly, I want you to think about the books you've really enjoyed over the years. Uh, what are the two or three books that stand out for you?
1: The book that I reread every year and have for almost 15 years now oh without goodness. a doubt is Think and Grow Rich. So I am a Think and Grow Rich fanatic. I learn so much from Napoleon Hill, and I get something new and different literally every time I read the book. So, you know, that would be just an absolute. And I would say even if you've listened to the audio or you've read the book once, pick it up again, you'll get something new and different every time that will like change your life. So that would be um, number one. And number two, I always love to share the book, The Answer by John Astroff that really talks about um, the neuroscience and the brain function behind like setting and achieving goals and and visualizing and and truly understanding like the the distinction between the role that our conscious brain plays versus the subconscious brain and how to tap into more of yourself to actually move forward and accompli- accomplishing what's important to you.
0: Love those books. Uh, I've, I've read half of uh, Napoleon Hill's Thinking, Grow Rich. I'm, I'm, I'm still working my way through it. You're not the first person that's uh, recommended that book. <laughs> yes. Final question. What are you working on now that you're excited about?
1: Oh, well, I'm super pumped up about bigger than you coming out in October especially because of people like you, what you just shared. You know that um, it is a lot of stress and strain on business owners when they're kind of running the, the the race solo. And to me, I think the most fun part about entrepreneurship is working with your team. And so my goal is to help people understand how to assemble a winning team, how to manage them, teach them, coach them, train them, make them successful so that you can ultimately take a step back and really enjoy all the biggest benefits of being an entrepreneur. Um, so I'm super pumped about that. I'm excited that I just extended a, Uh, offer to a full time sales rep, a new addition to my team this morning. So I'm excited to have her start. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to to see the results our clients are getting and and just the difference that it makes for them in their lives. I mean, that's the most important thing.
0: Fantastic. Well, look, Kelly, this has been an awesome conversation. I love this. Uh, I'm a geek about learning about this stuff. uh, And I know the rest of us are too. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experience. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love the conversation today.
0: You can connect with Kelly Roach online through her website, kellyroachcoaching.com and on Twitter with her Twitter handle at Kelly Roach, I-N-T. All the links and resources Kelly and I discussed, including links to her Facebook group, The Tribe of Unstoppables and her best-selling book, Unstoppable, can be found at the page created just for this episode. You'll find it all at Next Year now, Podcast. slash five zero. And finally, just a reminder, if you like the show and enjoy learning from our guests each week, please consider giving us a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps us stay relevant and findable by listeners like you. That's it for today. I'll see you next time.